0: Welcome to Jet Cetra, it's the Winnipeg Free Press podcast about the Jets, sports, and etc. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by our sports columnist Mike McIntyre. How's it going, Mike? It's going good.
1: December, final month of the year. We're in the home stretch here of it's 2021. It's December the 1st. And it, it is. It's,
0: it's like four degrees outside today I know. It's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen. It's not going to be icy later, right? Um... Speaking of ice, oh my God, I went for a walk in Assiniboine Forest on the weekend. Yep. It's slippery. Well, you go out walking. It it's it is. slippery for walking right now, folks. Be careful out there.
1: We're a winter city, and yet the, the conditions have not been prime at all. Sidewalks are brutal everywhere. I mean, I know there's been a buildup of ice because of how we kind of got the precipitation, but you think we'd have this figured out, Steve, like how to navigate winter yeah right? by the way
0: speaking of sidewalks being a mess or whatever our, our carl de gers here wrote a editorial in our paper the other day about yeah. how he thought that uh people who own a house should be responsible for cleaning clearing the uh sidewalks i'd be down with that absolutely like yeah. I, people and then people were freaked out about it like do you know I mean? like like you don't want your taxes to go up but you want the city to pay right. for everything, do everything like yeah. do you know i mean like like I, I always do it i do and i you know I, and i'm just going to Brag a little bit here. I do the humble brag. Yeah, humble brag. I do the neighbor. I do I do the sure. two the two houses beside me too, right? Okay, so it's easy. Like it's just it's just a push. So of I'm the on the a snow, right?
1: cul-de-sac. I actually ex- come on, folks. I'm on a cul-de-sac and I go beyond my driveway. I actually do the area in front of like the street. Yeah, good. And if everybody were to do that, because cul-de-sac's were like the last to get plowed, right? right? So but if everybody were to do the extension of their driveway, then we've plowed the cul-de-sac. Not everybody does it though. I bet. Thankfully, there is a guy or two that have a snowblower and they tend to go and kind of clean up everyone else's mess. But come on. I mean, like, you know what, Steve? We're a selfish society. We're very selfish. Get out of here. Yeah. Breaking news. Oh my God, Mike. (laughs) Society is is selfish. yes this just in i'm getting word like get off the couch man like
0: come on like i'm grateful that at 61 years old i can shovel like yeah. seriously when i go out there and shovel the snow i'm like wow man I'm, it's a workout yeah 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 I'm, I'm i'm just grateful i can sure you know do that right <laughs> you know what i mean like oh my god so anyways come on people wake up tangent uh so uh we're in uh, episode 82 mike Speaking um, of
1: ugly things on ice, that's an ugly. It's a good uniform. transition into the Winnipeg Jets. Couldn't find a
0: but. whole lot of hockey players, although the most kind of notable NHL player to have worn 82 is Martin Straka. Yeah, he was actually the first NHL first player to ever wear the number 82 in the NHL. The rest of them are kind of like no names. Although Nathan Beaulieu was on the list, he must have worn 82 at some point
1: somewhere. Yeah, not here. What is he now? He's twenty eight here he's now. He's twenty eight. He was eighty eight last year. He gave that
0: up for uh, Schmidt.
1: He did give it up for Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt probably bought him a steak dinner or something. So, Usually right? they have these side deals, but yeah. And then he took twenty eight, which Jack Rosovic had, and then Rosovic oh, yeah. vacated. It. Currently,
0: the Bombers have a number eighty two, Drew Wallatarski.
1: He's a he's a he's a half decent player. He's all right. He's a really good guitar player.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he's a better guitar player <laughs> then than he football. is a football player. Uh, he's all right. Anyways, we're not going with him. We're going, Mike, with the Terrence Edwards episode. Yeah, Remember him?
1: I do, yeah.
0: Edwards had five 1,000-yard seasons over six years with the Bombers, twice being named a CFL All-Star. He retired as the Bombers' fourth all-time leading receiver. Who would be the three guys in front of that, Mike? Mike. Well, Milt
1: Stegall, clearly. Joe Poplowski. Yes. And, I don't know, Rick House. No, Poplowski, Stiegel. Folks,
0: my mouth is wide open here.
1: I, I just have James a, Murphy. James Murphy. Of course, James Murphy. Rick House wouldn't even be in the top 10, probably. I just threw out Maybe. a name that. Uh, so, and what order are they in?
0: Well, but Stiegel's number Stiegel one, one. Murphy second, Poplowski third. Okay. And um, Terrence Edwards fourth. Terrence four. Edwards Interesting. fourth. Yeah. And folks, just in case you're wondering where I get all this information, Eddie Tate, former yeah. football reporter here at the Free Press and a hockey writer. And now works for uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You can get your Blue Bomber information on uh, from him on the website if you want. Uh, a little plug for Eddie. Yach. That's what we call him. So he's, uh, he's also known as Young Eddie. Young Eddie, yeah. Young Eddie. Um, he did a story a couple of years ago already. He must have had some spare time. And he
1: did a, oh, about he the did a numbers, feature on right? all the numbers, all like the Zero bombers, to 99. Zero to yeah. 99, yeah.
0: It's an interesting uh, feature. I liked it at the time. And I and Eddie I still use it I don't know if he's listening um, yeah. but anybody who is that knows Eddie you can tell him I I'm using that as a, as a reference I guess we should get to the podcast Mike
1: speaking of numbers that are getting up there yeah uh, anyways today we're, is running, today's yeah.
0: we're going to chat about the, the Jets
1: uh, oh get
0: this last week in the intro for the podcast I said today we're going to chat about the Jets being in first place in the central division <laughs> With a nine-three and three record, but not getting any respect in the various power rankings. <laughs> Apparently, those guys knew something we didn't, Mike. <laughs> Clearly, they had the crystal ball out. So that wasn't last week; it was two, two weeks. ago. Two weeks ago, but so since then, the mighty have fallen. <clears throat> the Jets have now won only one of their last seven games. They can't score. We'll talk about what's going on with that. Uh, Let's we'll chat a little bit about the home games. Eleven home games, eleven non-sellouts. What's going on there? Uh, the bombers play the Western final against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Sunday here at IG Field. Uh, the Jays are busy and busy, and Jays ex Jays players and the Jays are busy mm-hmm. in What's free agency. There. Lots happening there. And um we'll see what else we get to.
1: Bought a new car. We can talk about that. A okay. new car to replace. What the kind old of car, car is it? It's a Chevy Malibu. Nah, we'll pass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Want to go for a test drive? Not really. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Replaces the Civic, which got written off because of that yeah, numbskull that, that ran that's, into me.
0: That's, that's an interesting switch. But anyways, okay. Yeah. Um, sorry for anybody out there who loves your Chevy Malibu. Actually, my very first car was, was a Chevelle Malibu. Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah so. A Chevelle? Uh, it was a chevelle yeah it was a. it, it was so like chevelle subsidiary was, of chevrolet i think they were like it's a chevelle was a car but it was like a chevelle malibu oh. i think that's what it was originally i, I don't know huh 1972 chevelle malibu okay yeah anyways <laughs> after the first period bzz, mike mcintyre what the heck is going on with the winnipeg jets offense they've lost they're losing they lost one nothing to the <laughs> lowly Arizona Coyotes on Monday. They had how many shots? Forty six. Forty six. Yeah. I, frankly, though, not many of them were super dangerous. I, I know that you know, like it's like, wow, we had forty six shots, but I don't know. They they just look lost offensively. They the do. power play. How many? They had nineteen power plays in the third period. Or right. Something they were like that.
1: on the power play for nearly half of the third period. Imagine. And Imagine having an score. extra player on the ice than the doormat of the Western Conference, the Arizona Coyotes, for an, for half of a period and still not being able to score. That so what's sort of going on? Happened. What's the
0: problem here?
1: Well, and it's funny, their one win, Steve, in that seven-game stretch is perhaps the more improbable one of them all because it was against probably the best opponent they faced, the Calgary Flames, and it was on a back-to-back and they didn't play that great either in that game, but they pulled it out of the fire. Uh, Hallebuck played Hallibuch amazingly,
0: played and a... then and then Markstrom missed that third that shot that Kyle right. Connor the scored co- to break the tie. Yeah, they, so they maybe got a little whiffed. bit
1: of uh, yeah. they they yeah. goalied the Flames a bit, but they've been getting goalied themselves. And a little bit, they're snake bitten. This is a team that um, is squeezing the sticks, and you know you go back, Steve, to that couple weeks ago, nine three and three. Paul Maurice, did he he just get too cute here in what he started? He started playing with the lines on a first-place 9-3-3 team. He moved some guys around. Part of it was to try and get Blake Wheeler going, so he moved Wheeler up. He had Wheeler, if you'll recall. When Wheeler and Shifley came back, they were playing with Adam Lowry on kind of the third line, but I kind of liked how they had their other two lines, and they were clicking, but then he wanted to get Wheeler going and Shifley going, so we moved those guys up, and it just seems like um, everything. Yeah, you ha- think that's the thing? Well, I, 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 mean, think, Svesh- I think that's Listen,
0: I'm not a fan of Sveshnikov. This guy's not scoring like he. Yeah, I mean, you can't have him on your first line on the hockey team. You yeah, can't.
1: that was never going to be. No. I think the long term. I don't think Murray likes him either. I, I suppose it's more optical than anything, or if you believe in karma, that you know you don't mess with success and the Jets had success and then they they started playing around with it and then oh look now they can't score um you know I wonder and I I do subscribe how how does that
0: that doesn't answer why Nikolai Ehlers isn't scoring right away frankly but anyways yeah him in a bit
1: and you know it can't be that as far as we know all these guys are healthy the Jets have no excuses everybody's healthy it's not like they're an injury depleted lineup and you can say oh the only
0: guy guy who actually has any kind of excuse would be Blake Wheeler because he had COVID right yeah
1: and maybe Mark Wheeler had symptomatic COVID right Shifley's was non-symptomatic and to be honest I know some people aren't going to like to hear this I actually thought Blake Wheeler's been pretty good the last few games yeah he's been good yeah he's moving a little better and it the bar is low because a lot of them haven't been very good but He's not the reason they're no, he's losing. The, no, no, no. Um, the reason they're losing is that they're, they're losing low-scoring games, Steve, which shouldn't be a problem with this team. Like, look at some of these losses recently. They lost 2-0 to the Islanders, 1-0 to Arizona, 3-2 to Vancouver, 3-1 to Pittsburgh. Like, these are games, if you're only giving up 1, 2, or 3... This Jets team is supposed to be deep enough and skilled enough. They should be winning those games four three or three two. That's a lot. Well, of- it's a three
0: two league, and we know the stats on the Jets. If they score three goals, they win. Right. I mean, even this year, I think they've, I think they're now 10. I think the, I think all of their go- wins have been, been with three, three goals, or more, yeah, three or more. I think there's the. I think they're ten 10 and one or something like that. They were nine one and one going into the Calgary game, so I think they're
1: ten. Right. They scored four in that game. One yeah. was an empty netter, but Correct. so they're they're um, they're losing low scoring close games. They're not winning low scoring close games, and that can come back to bite you. Like you got to be able to win at least as many as you lose of those low scoring games. And you know, I wonder, Steve. You mentioned in your playbook today, and I I tend to agree that. Is the system for, like, have they, in their effort to try and become a more defensively responsible team, and part of that was the personnel that changed, they added Schmidt and Dylan, and I think we would agree, they have made life a little tidier in their own end, like, Hellebuck, sure, he had to be great against Calgary, but... The Jets, for the most part, are usually out shooting their opponent. They're not giving up the five-alarm fires in their own end like we saw in the past. They've been a lot tidier. But is that coming – are they sacrificing now offensive creativity for that defensive acumen? Like there's maybe a balance to be found. I almost wonder, have they veered too much the other way now? Have they overcorrected?
0: Yeah, maybe. And then, you know, hypothetically that pays off towards the end of the season. I mean – I guess to a certain degree, we still have to remember that it's only a quarter of the way into right. the season so here. There's and,
1: 60 games left. Yeah,
0: and so um, they're Paul, tied for a playoff spot. Paul Maurice is always talking about building a game for the playoffs, but you want to make sure that you make the playoffs. Um, so, but I'm, I'm st- I guess that's the way of the league is that you want to be everything all uh, all your offense comes from good defense. You hear all the cliches or whatever. Right. Um, certainly, you know. I spent a lot of time in my younger years watching hockey that was played a little bit more fire wagon hockey. And yeah, I like watching that kind of hockey. And it seems to me that the jets play with more urgency almost. Right. And, and now they almost play like more with more oomph or whatever when they, when they, when they're trying to score, right. you know what I mean? As opposed to completely focusing on not trying to try not to be scored on. And yeah. so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, There's sure a fine line there for Paul sure. Paul Maurice right?
1: would probably point to last Friday's game in Minia and St. Paul. There's a game where I thought, Steve, for the first time in a while, the Jets abandoned their defensive responsibilities. Cause They have been very disciplined in their own end. That game against Minnesota, they were not. They started to cheat, and they gave up seven. Now, they only scored one. Uh, part of that was, again, uh, Cam Talbot was really good and they they were really unlucky to a degree and snake bit. But I suppose Paul Maurice would go back to that and say, that's why we want to yeah, be. Yeah, but that's
0: like that, that's like you're adjusting right in the middle of, of, of you're changing on the fly. Sure. Like, so if you had a system that was a little bit more geared towards, uh, you know, trying to hem the other team in the other zone or maybe get right. a little bit more to score, then, then you would be more used to it. I thought that's what they were going to do this year. Yeah, That was my understanding If they were going to be a little bit more of an offensive team this year because they had these players on the back. And maybe they are, and they're just not scoring. Well, I think
1: they are because the, the offshoot of spending less time in your own end, which I think we would agree they aren't spending yeah. as much, is yeah. spending more time in the other team's end. And I think they have. It's just they haven't been able to to do a whole lot with it at times. And, you know, the result is confidence is such a big thing. The game is, who said the game's 90% mental? Was that Yogi Berra or a uh, baseball player had was that it famous 90% saying?
0: mental and the other 10% is mental? Something
1: like that. That might be Yogi uh, Berra. <laughs> but right now the Jets are a bit of a mental mess and uh, they need to find something good to kind of to, to hang on to. They'll get their next chance on Friday when uh, the New Jersey Devils are in town
0: all right folks we're back for the second period of our jet cetera podcast mike you mentioned at the end of the first period there that the jets are kind of like a bit of a mental mess um okay so uh they've, they've they have three days off between games here they played monday night against arizona they play friday against the devils as you mentioned um, they had a scheduled day off on tuesday and then today paul marisa has decided to give the team another
1: day off they also had a day off on Sunday by the way, although they traveled back from so let, let Calgary. Yeah,
0: so then they played, but the, in between games here so they now as you said as you're walking in my door here to do this today, like if practice makes <laughs> perfect, what does not practicing right. make? Right. Um I I don't know. Listen, I'm not a, I I I'm 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 not even I'm not an NHL head coach obviously or whatever. Is is this a good thing? To, is is it, you know, to give the guys a couple of days off and then just like yeah, reset. Mental reset, a for mental sure.
1: reset. Well, and I think maybe to a degree they need it physically too. not, and I'm not making excuses at all for the run of play here, but they have had a weird schedule of late Steve Monday night. And I, I dare say you probably couldn't find another team that has just done what the jets just did. They just played eight consecutive games in eight different time zones. Like each game was in a, the next game was in a different time zone than the previous game. That like never happens in the NHL. And the Jets just did it eight times in a row where the internal clock was probably a bit messed up. Um, again, not an excuse, it, but it's a fact that they just had a silly schedule. I mean, their last road trip last week, they went from the eastern time zone to the central to the mountain. And their previous road game in Vancouver was Pacific. Um, yeah. Okay, Mike, I, 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 I'm going to stop you here. This is bunk. <laughs> this is bunk. Okay.
0: Like these are 20 something yeah. year old men. This is a one hour time. They're not flying to London here. Okay. <laughs> like when I fly to London right. overnight and can't get Your any rest, a little messed up. it's yeah. a little messed up. I get that or whatever. Now I, I had a couple of emails this week from folks or whatever talking about this particular yeah. subject. They're not, they're not on board here. Like they're also come on speaking These of on guys board. charter. Right, they're they on had, nice planes. Come good on, meals. do they even carry their luggage? Does their luggage have to go up to the room? Somebody's taking their luggage up to the room. Yeah, um, they're sitting on nice seats on the plane. They're not. They're not. They're not flying coach here, folks. Right, like it's not. Like, come on, Paul Seriously? Maurice
1: clearly though believes that his team. Well, is if you believe something, down, yeah, sure, like, yeah, yeah, because today will be the third day in four that they haven't even hit the ice. They didn't skate Sunday because yep. they traveled two-hour flight from yeah, Calgary. That, oh, my God. Um, I had the same two-hour <laughs> flight back, back from Calgary. Uh, I actually wrote a column on Sunday, Steve. <laughs> so I didn't have an off day, unlike the Jets. I'm a slave driver, like I was fatigued as I wrote my column. I think it showed in my work. I was all over the place. Uh, and then Monday, one could argue they didn't really show up Monday, although they had 46 shots, but they didn't score. And then Tuesday, day off, today... Uh, an unscheduled they're still doing meetings and video today they just didn't hit the ice they'll practice tomorrow but yeah it is um it's an interesting approach because I listen I,
0: listen, I feel stronger when I take a couple of days off from working out or a couple of days off sure. from biking I do feel
1: stronger the next day so, yeah
0: so physically maybe
1: it's not a bad right. idea yeah. I did see people after the game Monday <laughs> and I kind of chuckled saying Paul Maurice should bag skate them on Tuesday. Like and that yeah. that's the old school mentality, right? There probably was a time where if a team won one game in seven, that would be the response. Forget about tomorrow's day off. We're coming in, no pucks, we're gonna skate the, the heck out of you. Well that didn't happen. That's not twenty twenty one and that's not Paul Maurice. You know? So so
0: the Jets and now Maurice talks about how they're not quick enough, they're not fast enough or whatever. Is this team fit enough? Hmm.
1: Well, you know, I, I see
0: some guys out there who I don't think I don't think they're they're not keeping they're not up to speed.
1: Yeah. Would the captain be one of them? No. See, he, Blake Wheeler is a very thick guy, but if no. you watch his show no, I got no
0: problem with Blake yeah. Wheeler's. You know why he's
1: gassed at the end of a shift well, because he he's gives trying. It. He does. Yeah. 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 Nobody. You're right. Nobody. I got no gives problem with Blake Wheeler's his... play. Yeah. None. Um. But you know the the idea being that you want your shifts to be short. I think the Jets sometimes are guilty. Mark Scheifele is got to be the league leader in like minute and a half shifts. and Yeah, he stays on too long. He does. And we've seen some things lately, Steve. Again, it goes back to the same old issues with this team and its talented forwards. Nikolai Ehlers, the last... Two or three games has made some ghastly defensive plays. You texted me the other day, I think when I was in Calgary, right on that where they gave up that breakaway, like with one second left in the yeah, period, like, where oh they have God. to take a penalty. Yeah. what was Ehlers
0: doing there? I don't know. Like, and he makes some. He makes he makes some plays in the offensive zone too, where he's firing the puck over the net and it rings around, and then the other team going the other way. He
1: just. I call so, that the Evander Kane special because oh. Evander Kane used to do that all the time, and then he. Only you know half asset back on the the odd man rush that he just created. So
0: those are the two guys in my mind. You've mentioned the two Shifley, guys, Eilers. Shifley and Ehlers. and I'll throw okay. Kyle
1: Connor in, who last week uh, he was guilty uh, he on a, a terrible back check. The effort was
0: sure, but w- but I think, but overall through the seven games through the season, yeah. if it, 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 you have to look at Mark Shifley, and Nikolai Ehlers, these are these are two guys. Mark Shifley is, you know, an assistant captain. He's 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 he's, he's the number one center on right. the team. Nikolai Ehlers apparently is the best uh, winger in the in Canada, uh, according to people or whatever. He's a driver and all this or whatever. They're they're not happening. Right. These two guys are not happening, and so if they're not scoring, like Mark Scheifele is supposed to be a point of, uh, game player, Ehler Ehlers should be a point of, a, yeah. a, a game player as well, and so um if mark
1: shifley played his way off the canadian olympic team uh
0: they're gonna name the
1: team in a few weeks and i get the feeling other guys have also had strong starts to the year i get the feeling i mean mark shifley i i had him as a shoe-in when the season began i don't know about that anymore like at what point well i'd rather have
0: pierre luke dubois on the show than mark shifley i mean come on dubois has been a horse this year He's 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 a he's a He's a force on every single ship. Right. So
1: if the argument is Mark Scheifele is not even the best Canadian center on the Winnipeg Jets, right. How is he the guy that is yeah. on the Canadian Olympic no team? No idea. So it will be interesting to see how much the previous body of work gets looked at as opposed to the the smaller, more recent body. But. Yeah, the Jets need more from their big guns like Scheifele, yep. like Ehlers, and Yeah, uh, yeah those
0: know, guys, Scheifele needs to come out and have a game where he scores two goals and has an assist. Sure. Same with Ehlers. It's simple. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Etc. podcast. Uh, Mike the Bombers play uh, Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. versus the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the Western Final. Um, I believe it's the first Western final to be played in December
1: in the history of the league. That's kind of cool. That is, uh, and speaking of cool... It'll be Here's cool. a weather report. Oh,
0: I think it's I think it's gotten a little warmer. It
1: is. Good thing that game's not being played Monday, because Monday's going to be frigid around here. Sunday... That could change. It could, because I think we're right on the cusp of a cold front coming in. So Sunday, it says the high is minus 7. will feel like minus 12. That's daytime. Wind gusting to 30. Oh! Uh, and then the evening, now game game will be done by dinner time but it's supposed to go down to minus 15 feels like minus 22 wind from the north gusting to 36 so wow. at some point sunday the wind this it's going to be a south wind to start so it'll be okay the wind's going to shift from the north and i guess the question is is it going to be during the game just after the game for those in the sta- stadium they better hope that north shift happens when the the, the game is over. because I, I
0: wrote about this last week. I, I have a memory of the ice bowl. It's not the actual official ice bowl, but in 1970, my kid brother and I were sitting in the end zone at Taylor Field mm-hmm. watching the Saskatchewan Roughriders lose the third game of the best of three Western <laughs> final to the to the Calgary Stampeders. Larry Robinson, not of the Montreal Canadiens, Kicked the winning field and goal, not
1: of uh, breezy Ben Golf Course. No, Bridges. Oh, right? Bridges. There's that Larry yeah. Robinson as well. <laughs> a lot of Larry Robinson. There
0: is. Um, yeah, we. Fr- oh my God, it was so cold. My ki- my kid brother was crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was, cr- I and mean, I'm like, I- at that age, i would have I would have I- done anything to watch a football game, right? right? You know what I mean, so I'm ten years old. I'm like, I'm freezing, but I'm watching the game, right? You know, my kid brother's seven. He's crying, right? I'm basically telling them to shut up. <laughs> Uh, my my old man he's sitting in the stands with his buddies drinking rum i'm sure so anyways um by the way
1: you just said something that i had never heard of they used to do a best of three yeah did that last for a lot of years or was uh, that a brief experiment i'm not sure
0: when they stopped it in the seven no 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 for for a long time it was yeah wow best
1: of three and would they play like over three weeks or were the games a no, little I closer think together was like
0: three games in two weeks type of thing. Okay. yeah
1: and would it go home away home Correct. kind of thing yeah wow you didn't know this. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, so didn't the playoffs last forever?
0: Uh, they did. There was also, I think, in the East, in, they didn't do a best of three. What they did in the East was they had a two-game total score.
1: <laughs> but the Grey Cup has always just been a winner-take-all. Yeah. Yes. Well, that that doesn't even make sense. You had more of a, a balanced contest to decide the rep in the Grey Cup. Folks,
0: Mike just said about the CFL, That doesn't make sense. No, why would they do that?
1: Sherlock. you get two cracks at getting to the great cup, but then once you're there, it's just oh well, you had a rough day at the office, too bad, so sad. Yeah, I don't know. That's the way they did it. It was best of three. Yeah, when I was a
0: kid growing up watching CFL, it was best of three Western final. Yeah, we'll have to look it up and find out exactly how many years that happened, right? But it was for it was that's the way it was, as far as I knew. And then they switched it at some point, anyways. Um. Can the bombers? Uh, you think the bombers going to win easily or
1: what? I don't think easily. Um, they're the favorites, of course. With the I saw the Vegas line, I think they're favored by like seven and a half. Yeah, if you're sure. into that. Um, so the concern I have is the one you expressed a few weeks ago, Steve, which is this is a team. These bombers, like they're what four or five weeks removed from from like I can't even remember when they played a game right, that meant anything. that meant anything <laughs> where yeah. they kind of put their best effort and their best lineup and like that been that game that they shut out the BC Lions. Yeah, and that just seems like forever ago. And so if you're the Bombers, so look, they they're they're taking on an opponent who comes to town here feeling really good. They just had to I and guess. they played they, like they kind crap. of limp,
0: they limp in here a bit. Listen, I I I, I thought the Calgary Stampeders were going to win that game. I for really, sure. really did. I, I I'm not sure how they didn't. Cody
1: Fajardo threw four it interceptions in the game. Like his like passer rating was 41. Is that what I was I, have you ever, Steve, <laughs> seen the the winning quarterback of a we, of a West Division playoff game apologize to the fans for how bad he was? That's yeah. what Cody Fajardo yeah. did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they kind of got lucky, but um, and Calgary. Was the author of its own misfortune to a degree? They missed a couple field goals, and yep. so yeah. I mean, the, the the bombers they've got to find a way to kind of quickly flip that switch, uh, and that's always the concern. That they've had what two buys? They had a couple games where they rested starters, so they're just so far removed from.
0: I think it- they'll be able to crank it up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm as worried about it or not worried. I don't think it's going to be as big a deal as maybe I thought it might be. Um, I think that they've had. I think it, it looks like Michael Shea's done a nice job of still having them on the field, even right. when they have, even when they were on the bye. And I, I guess the only thing that I would be cautious about is whether Andrew Harris is going to play or not. Now Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine looked okay in games right. that really didn't matter. But uh, Saskatchewan has a pretty good defense. They do, um, and they they play a tough brand of football. They're they're as tough as maybe not as tough as the bombers but they have that same type of trench warfare mentality yeah. or whatever so uh we'll see i think it'll be a good game i think the bombers will win
1: though there's also that element if you believe in that um you know the the balance of probability or some the bombers have kind of owned the rough riders for a bit here now right they dominated them uh, during the regular season this they year they won
0: both games in the regular season and they won the western West final, final last year so they've won 3 in a row but during the regular season last year, actually the Riders won two of three.
1: Right now, the Bombers absolutely dominate Saskatchewan. I'm amazed regulars. that I know that. That is very good, Steve. And of course, when you say last year, when you say last year, you're talking about two years ago. Yeah, sure. There yeah. was no We're last year. We're not counting year. 2020. No, but that, so your memory is going back actually even further. I just
0: to... I researched it for yeah. a story I did okay. last week, Mike. <laughs> um,
1: it should be noted when the Bombers pummeled saskatchewan during the regular season earlier yes. this year saskatchewan was missing a bunch of key guys they for were. whatever that's yeah. worth
0: not for Jared although he was there no
1: he was there for sure and they couldn't muster really any offense so the other factor steve is as i mentioned a few minutes ago the weather now it looks like it doesn't it, we're not going to be getting a blizzard on sunday well, we don't know that it, things can right change it could change here. um but that has you know weather could be the great equalizer, right? Like if yep. if it's hard to hold onto the ball and if you've got to, for instance, if but, you can't air it out, if it becomes a ground game. Yeah, then-
0: Fajardo makes a lot of plays with his feet. Sure. So I and think that's the other thing. So if it is that type of game where he, he can make guys miss running and scramble and make broken plays, then the riders have a better chance,
1: probably. By the way, uh, I'm taking Hamilton all the way Are in you? the in the East final over Toronto. I believe Hamilton's the better team. I believe they're also motivated to play in their own Grey Cup. Um, they'll go into Toronto. Toronto has home field advantage. Well, yeah. I don't, how I don't... much of an advantage is it when you have eight thousand people there? Right, <laughs> and probably half of them will be cheering for <laughs> Hamilton. Right, like they can't draw flies in Toronto. Uh, so I'll take Hamilton and I will take Winnipeg. Uh, a great cup rematch of 2019, only this one will be in uh, Hamilton's backyard.
0: Hi, folks. We're back for the overtime period of our Jet Cetra podcast. Mike, yesterday, um, Tiger Woods uh, made his first uh, appearance uh, since the car crash back right. in February, I guess it, it was. was. It was yeah. in February. Man, I'm. My memory is great today. <laughs> Holy mackerel. I must have eaten something. Like an elephant. I know. I, and I don't remember anything these days. Um, anyways, and the um, there, there was some, it was revelatory, you know. Like it's like it was, um, He he's not going to be playing, right. uh, you know, high caliber golf again, I don't think. And he kind of talked about that. They also talked about the fact that, at one point they actually considered amputating his leg i know um serious injuries uh, to tiger for sure and um he looked like a guy it's funny you know it's it, it, uh, he was like a, a superhero really at one point yeah. right i mean like you know he was like this 18 19 20 21 22 23 year old kid um a black uh, golf player who was um stormed onto the scene and was just really larger than life. Really. was. It, that
1: very rare era of athlete, yeah. you know, Jordan, Ali. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, the list probably, like it's not a long list. It's
0: not, right? And so, yeah, and he really transcended sport. I mean, yeah, probably one of the more, uh, like Muhammad Ali, one of the most famous people in the world, right? And then, um, and you know, and then he had the, you know, the, 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 the infidelity stuff and all of that with his, uh, and the scandal, the sex scandal, right. which kind of brought him down to earth a bit. And then, and then, and now this, or and then all the injuries that, then yeah, like the back the, surgeries the, and the, that. The, the, he looked real frail yesterday. very yeah. different. Is like it was, it was, it was interesting to watch. You know, um, I listen. I'm a big Tiger. I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. Me too. You know what what he what he did on the golf course and what he did for the sport and and and, and as an athlete. Um, and um, and it almost makes him makes me feel more of a fan of his that that the human side of him here is revealed and he's not really and he's, he's out there he's still there or whatever he is
1: so this is for those wondering the context of that this is i guess his tournament in the bahamas that he's yeah, yeah, he made an it, appearance yeah. at he's yeah. not playing in it of course no. he did though post a video like a week ago of him on the driving range it was just a very brief video of him hitting a couple balls which got people very excited yeah
0: he can play he just says his ball falls out of the air sooner than it used to yeah <laughs>
1: Um, I know that feeling. <laughs> exactly. So he did. It's s- already, it stopped already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to hit a lot <laughs> further. He, uh, I mean, he did say that he, Does plan on competing again. It's just as you say, not a full time schedule. He wasn't he hasn't really been on a full time schedule for years anyways. Like he it was always geared around the majors, right? The last few. I mean
0: he won the Masters in two thousand nineteen. He had gotten back to a place where he he
1: was a really good player prior to this accident. And Jack's majors record looked like inevitable that was gonna fall. I would say very unlikely now. Very unlikely. Not the Tiger Woods, He needs two. To tie, I
0: think it's fifteen. So 18. Oh, I thought Excuse he was at three. sixteen. Is case. he at sixteen?
1: So maybe it could be, but two or three, and that's going to be a very tough ass for a guy that's uh, now, you know, as you said, could have lost his life, could have lost his leg. Um, but you're right in a way. Maybe this humanizes him uh, and and makes him a little more relatable because he wasn't the most relatable guy for the longest time. Like no. Um, Speaking of relatable
0: and uh, and the heroes or whatever. Um, I've been watching a docu-series on the Disney Channel uh, about the Beatles. It's called The Beatles Get Back. Yes. Are you a Beatles fan?
1: I do like the Beatles. Yeah. I saw one of the best shows I've ever seen in Vegas when my wife was the uh, Love, which is a Cirque du Soleil show, but it's all Beatles and it's oh. mu- it's, 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 like it's amazing.
0: They play the real Beatles music? They do, and okay.
1: it's all choreographed I'm not to a it. fan of like uh, oh, the uh, like- the, uh Cover band? No, is no, no. no. It's, it's, it's they, they've. It's a deal they've worked out with. So they, they're, they're officially licensed. So to, this, uh,
0: this docu series, if you don't know about it, folks, it's like, it's, uh, it's been uh, produced and directed by Peter Jackson, who is famous for the Lord of the Lord Rings trilogy. Yeah. a New Zealander, Kiwi, I guess you call a guy like that. You don't call him a New Zealander, do you? I call him a Kiwi. Um. So, anyways, he's called through like hundreds of hours of, of film, and and basically it's the um, it's um it's um documenting chronicling the beatles as they're leading up to this uh this uh, live performance that they're going to do in 1970 and they end up doing this concert on the rooftop which is quite famous for a lot of people but it's just it's fascinating to watch uh i was just fascinated to watch paul mccartney really give birth to the song get back mm-hmm. and it's just it's so cool to watch this in my my one of my all-time favorite songs probably could be my all-time favorite song is get back and um it's just i, I highly recommend it i really, really so i like saw
1: it. someone post a clip the other day of mccartney from the series i don't know the full context of it but where he's just he's almost improvising he's he's just and you can see him kind of struggling right to come up with something fluid and then all of a sudden it's yeah, like he's like, you, like yeah he's, right, he's banging like, on the, yeah you see like the 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 switch get flipped and then boom like and it's it's amazing to watch a master at their craft yeah, the process of how they uh, I can tell you, Steve, it would not be as exciting if you just put a camera on me as I struggled to write a story. No. No. Like, you you would not go, oh my God, that's so compelling. Oh, wow. Look at him. He, fi- he figured look out the lead. Look at that. Oh my God. He's got the second paragraph now. <laughs> no, it would not be anywhere near the same. So Peter Jackson, I am available if Peter Jackson wants to do a documentary on me, but it won't be as compelling.
0: So um, uh, we're going to wrap it up pretty soon here. You have to go uh, pick up your daughter, uh, but, you did, uh, but you might not have to do this for long you got a new car
1: we do so you mentioned this at the beginning listeners right? listeners may recall that i got smoked uh by a driver on his on a cigarette run uh about a month ago and it ended up riding off the 2010 civic that my daughter and i had bought uh, lovely second car it only at 85,000 kilometers we loved it and it only lasted like three weeks we've been searching for a replacement uh one of the things i've learned steve is during this pandemic the, we know the supply chain and a lot of things is dried up. The used car market is terrible right now. Yep. It's terrible. Yep. So we've been struggling to find something. We found a 2016. Malibu. Oh, six years newer. Six years newer, more mileage on it, but it's the same price range, which we're looking at. As the Civic, yeah. Yeah, so we test drove it last night. We're picking it up on Friday. uh, You buy it from a dealer or private? We did. Bought it from uh, uh, actually an old friend of ours who's working at a car dealership. Doug Lenny? Doug Lenny, yes. His slogan The Goalie Save Money, Shop with Lenny. Is that a slogan? That is his slogan. (laughs) he. He works at Goche on uh, on Regent. For those in the market, Doug, go go save money. Shop with Lenny. Doug, by the way, is married to former Free Press sports reporter, yeah. Ashley Press. So, he is, yeah. Doug and I, funny story, we used to coach hockey together. Our kids are the same age. And so, yeah, Doug, uh, former journalist, of course, former goalie, worked at the Winnipeg Sun. Yeah,
0: he was a goalie for the Boosh Jaw Warriors at he the University was. of Manitoba Bisons, yeah. I
1: think also the Selkirk Steelers, previous yeah. to that. So, yeah. good guy. And, uh, yeah, he's been looking. So, we've got the Malibu. So, yeah, nice... Uh, Nice to get a second car. We actually had a rental for you. You had bit.
0: him looking for a car for you?
1: We did. Wow. Yeah, he was in like the Like on a trade-in type of thing? Yeah, that's what we got. Oh, this, yeah. this is on a trade-in. So, oh. uh but he's he told us like it's really dry right now. So, if you're looking for a car, folks, prepare to be uh patient because it's just not uh it's Not a great market these days.
0: All right. Well, let's wrap it up on that. I'm not shopping for a new car. I'm not shopping. <laughs> I, I'm shopping for Christmas gifts, I guess. Ah, uh-huh, yes. Yeah. Tis the season. Tis the season. Folks, we'll be back uh, next week. I think we're doing. Are we doing one of these or are you in well, Seattle? I think so. I
1: am in Seattle uh, going to catch up with Brandon Tanov, Mason Appleton, and. Uh, I see Appleton finally scored. He did. He had two the other day. Brandon Tanov, by the way, has like. Twice as many goals as Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler combined. Which I was is, thinking of Brannan of this morning. Nine
0: goals. I, I think that the potentially do the Jets need somebody like that?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and uh, Geeky is also Manitoban who's having a really nice rookie season for Seattle. So lots of, but yeah, I am going to Seattle next Wednesday, so we'll have to figure out what our schedule well, is. I'll we'll probably the podcast, be back so. for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, folks. Enjoy the West final uh, and uh, I guess enjoy the Great Cup. Just the stay season. warm. Bye bye.